It's on a sugar show. Oh, yes. It's, it's everything. It's everything. It's high heel shoes. It's makeup. It's wigs. It's... It's video games, it's movies, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft. It's, it's about me. The podcast is about me. You should know this. You downloaded the Jonah Sugar Show. Yes. Oh, God, this voice. I, I sound like the author. Yes. Oh, I need a nap. Well, hello, darlings. This is Jonah Sugars. Yes. And welcome to the Donna Sugar Show. Oh, yes. Girls. <laughs> um, I, I was in a weird place and I could not get myself motivated for the last few weeks. I was just like, I need to get a show out. I need to get a show out. And I just tried to claw my way through and I just didn't, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Um, I, it was in a just a, a not great place. Um, and I just, I spent most of my time playing video games, uh, uh, playing World of Warcraft or playing Cyberpunk, and I just didn't want to do anything. Uh, so I just, I apologize. I will do my best here. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes doing a show by yourself like this can be a little difficult because you don't have anyone else to lean on. You don't have anyone to say, okay, what should we talk about? And you don't have anyone to kind of work on it with. It's just you. So if you can't motivate yourself, um, it can be very difficult. So darlings, I am so sorry. Uh, but welcome. I'm so glad you're back for another episode. We, um, we, <laughs> we, as in Adam and I, <laughs> I've officially snapped and we're two separate people. No, um, <laughs> Uh, slowly going mad every day. Uh, so darlings, I am still here in California and, um, I think I'm going to be here for a little while longer. Um, it's not, uh, it has been a wonderful time here and I enjoy it. And I know that it is not a permanent move. I have made it very clear. Um, and I know eventually I will return to Buffalo, but right now it's 10 degrees in Buffalo. And as much as I enjoy the cold, I don't enjoy it that much. So I will live with the uh, 58 degrees that it is right now <laughs> here, here in California and simply enjoy the time that I have. Um, getting to spend time with my family has been a real joy. <laughs> uh, we decided to to get together pre-Mother's Day. Uh, um, Mother's Day was uh, this weekend. And uh, uh, Friday my mother was like, I'll go get tacos from our favorite taco place. And I'm like, why when I can go and buy some meat and we can make our own tacos? So <laughs> we, um, I made some beans and some rice and, um, I went down to El Super, which is a Mexican market, um, that was close to us here. And I went in and <laughs> that experience is always something because, um, sometimes those Mexican markets, I mean, first of all, they're always super nice, um, super clean, the nicest people that work there, but finding they don't always speak English. So <laughs> um, in terms of the lady in the like prepared food section, she was great. She was super sweet. Um, but the lady in the meat department spoke no English. So I go to the meat department. I go and I pull a number and I get number 25. I'm like, okay, 25. And then I look up at the numbers five i was there for an hour and a half <laughs> and first of all i should have googled what 25 is in spanish because <laughs> i they were saying the numbers in spanish and i had no idea um 
I know Cess. Cess is five. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, Cess. I think that's as far as I go. Um, so, so I kind of like, okay, waited. And then I saw someone next to me who had 24. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. They're calling that one, and then I'm next. <laughs> so I go up there. Lady speaks no English. And I'm kind of like, carne asada? And she, she's like, oh, this one here. So um, she, I get that. Um, I'm like, okay. Uh, and she's like, she kind of looks at me. She says something in Spanish, and I'm guessing it's like, how much do you want? And I'm like, four. And she's like, and I hold up four fingers, and she's like, pieces? I'm like, no, pounds. Pounds, four pounds. So I get that. Um, I ask for chicken, and I just pretty much point to the chicken. So good. So I also, while I was there, got some, um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong, Kohika, Kohita cheese. It's this delicious, crumbly cheese that is, um, it's like a feta, but it's not salty. Like, we're salty. Like, feta has a certain saltiness to it. That one doesn't. Ugh, so good. Um, and you I get, you get that, and you get some crema, which is, like, Mexican sour cream, that, but it's more flavorful. And you put that on roasted corn. So you take um, some roasted corn, you put some uh, uh, crema on it, sprinkle the cheese, and then you put some tahini. Not tahini. Tahini is <laughs> uh, Indian. Um, it's, it's this, like, chili... Uh, 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 sprinkle chili stuff you put that on there and it's the most delicious roasted corn I don't know <laughs> and I'm terrible with names today I'm having a weird memory day today so forgive me if I'm not saying or doing anything correctly um, and of course I made some rice and some beans and everyone was very happy and uh, <laughs> um, had a nice time but I bought of course I bought these um, cookies that you can only get at Mexican markets that are like the best cookies in the world oh god they usually have rainbow sprinkles or the chocolate chips so good and of course my nephews didn't take any so they were all left here at the house and then the next day my mother went to Arizona with her boyfriend to go visit his mother so a giant bag of cookies that needed to be eaten soon because they're freshly made no preservatives Girl, I ate a whole bag of cookies. <laughs> I ate seven cookies. They were so delicious, though. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? Oh, they were so good. Um, But I could not resist delicious cookies. Other than that, I really haven't been doing with much. I've just been working. Um, I've been working, and I've been playing video games and just kind of trying to get through the day. Uh, my mom keeps talking about wanting to take some trips. I'm just like, what kind of trips do we take during pandemic? Like, how about we don't? Um, I, I will do anything with her because I love her. So, I mean, if she wants to go somewhere, let's go somewhere. But ultimately, I really would rather stay safe. I would rather spend my time with her and not have either of us get sick. <laughs> Thus being the important part. So, darlings, let's get into some two minutes of news. And then we'll recap that. Um, and then I want to talk about a few different things. Um, I know that I'm going to continue on with my <laughs> lore into the world of Warcraft, which is going to become an episode thing. I, I don't, uh, I'm trying to keep it short for you guys that don't like World of Warcraft, but it's just, it's a part of my life. So um, if, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing, it's okay. Um, but we're also going to talk a little bit about another game I'm playing called Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. 
and uh, I'm going to talk about some products, some beauty products. I've been moving into a skin regimen uh, to try and get my skin looking better, and I had a wonderful uh, spa day. I gave myself a, a spa day uh, just here at the house, and it was a delight. We'll talk all about that. So, darlings, let's get in some two minutes of news. Yes. You rock! <laughs> Two minutes of news! Yes! Video game Call of Duty Warzone bans 60,000 confirmed cheaters, this coming a day after a major streamer announces he's quitting the game because he was hacked with zero repercussions. Country singer Morgan Wallen apologizes for the use of racial slurs, but that doesn't stop him from being dropped from every radio station and by his managing company. Rachel Dolezal says that she still cannot find a job six years after it was revealed that she is actually not a black woman, but a white woman pretending to be a black woman. Canada does something that America should have done a long time ago. They labeled the far-right extremist group the Proud Boys a terrorist entity. A Michigan man is killed after a gender reveal cannon, yes I said cannon, explodes hitting him with shrapnel. HBO has cast its live action Last of Us with Pedro Pascal as Joel and Game of Thrones alumni Bella Ramsey as Ellie. The House removes Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene from committees, but she's still in office. She needs to be removed from office because she is a danger to the country. Trump resigns from the Screen Actors Guild in a rant-filled letter after they threaten to expel him. Their response, as well as the rest of the world, who cares? Reason to love the UK and trains, TV presenter Tim Dunn, the host of The Architecture of Railways Built, is openly gay and sexy. Mm. Daddy, can I have one? RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5 winner Jinx Monsoon has announced their marriage to lifelong partner Michael Abbott. Darling, congratulations! Democrats double down and reintroduce legislation to cancel $50,000 in federal student loan debt even though President Biden only wants 10. With no specifics being said, Blizzard has announced multiple free-to-play Warcraft mobile games in development. Please fishing, please fishing, please fishing! Studio Ghibli's theme park will include a life-size Howl's Moving Castle and I want to go so bad it opens in 2022. And in celebrity deaths, Christopher Plummer, Oscar winner of Sound of Music, dies at 91. Larry Fent, founder of Hustler Magazine, dies at 78. And groundbreaking gay singer Ari Gold dies at 47. And finally, the one thing that is bringing the world together is the belief that the vaccine will make you gay, as Muslim clerics, Jewish rabbis, and QAnon conspiracy theorists all believe the charge. I kind of hope it's true, though. I mean, think of all the new people that we can add to our army. Two minutes of news! Yes! Okay, darlings, let's go ahead and recap some of the best stories in that. Um, I'm not surprised, but I really do think that that all of these video games really need to do a better job of banning people who are using cheating software. I mean, one thing, a mod is one thing, but cheating software, especially on a game that is competitive between other players, is absolutely unacceptable. I mean, it really is. Um, Morgan Wallen, don't know his music, don't care to. Sorry. I realize as I'm looking back on it, Pedro Pascal was also on Game of Thrones, so <laughs> both of the characters, both Pedro Pascal as Joel, which I think is an interesting choice. I don't think it would be my first choice, but I actually don't disagree with it now. Um, and for those of you who don't know who I was talking about, what I'm talking about, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey uh, played the young... Uh, um, oh, she was on Game of Thrones. She played the young... Oh, God, what was her name? She played Lyanna Mormon. Uh, in Game of Thrones, the kick-ass young head of the House of Mormon. Um, that that I mean, just kick-ass, perfect, perfect casting. Uh, so I think that should be interesting. Um, I am. I never played The Last of Us because it was a console only at the time, 
and um, I don't do well with zombies. And these aren't really zombies. I know, I know that they're um, kind of fungus zombies. <laughs> uh, still a very disturbing game. Very interesting game. And I strongly suggest if you have not played it, uh, to play it or even watch them and play it online because the story is super interesting. Can someone in the UK tell me about this Tim Dunn? Because I've been like um, <laughs> Instagram stalking him and he's a adorable he is super cute and he loves trains like he loves trains like he has socks and scarves that match fabric patterns inside trains <laughs> you just can't help but go um i love you <laughs> he's and he's adorable just hot bearded man so um if anyone in the uk can tell me tell me more about tim dunn is this how how nerdy is this show because I kind of want to get into it. Like, I've never been to the UK. I've never been on a UK train. I've been on a train before with someone who, who has never been to the UK. Is someone who is, has been on a train occasionally, would they find this interesting? Girl, it's creepy. Okay, it's creepy. I'm, I'm stalking him a little bit. Okay, fine. Okay, he's adorable, though. I am a huge fan of a lot of the Studio Ghibli movies. And I think that the two movies that really touch me in a place, uh, not inappropriately, but it's just... Um, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, I mean, have been those movies that when you're having a shitty day, they make the perfect movies to just let your stress melt away. Howl's Moving Castle, I, I, (laughs) there was times where I could watch that movie on a loop and it just, every time I watched it, there was just something more to find, something more to enjoy. It's just so good. So it seems iconic and very fitting that there would be a life-size Howl's Moving Castle uh, for people to see at the Studio Ghibli Park. And come on, everybody, if if there was any truth that a virus vaccine could make a person gay, don't you think we would be, don't you think gay people would be running around injecting straight guys that are hot just to be like, okay, well, guess what? You're my boyfriend now. Dose him. Like, come on. I mean, it's it's so ridiculously crazy. Zac Efron would have been dosed by now, okay? <laughs> like, all the straights that the, the gays are obsessed with. Sean Mendez would have been dosed so many times, he would he would have exploded. He'd be there would be more uh, COVID nineteen vaccine in him than blood. Like he would just be he would be fueled entirely by COVID nineteen vaccine. I mean, it's just it's a little crazy. But it does really say that, I mean, you look at, like, Muslim clerics and Jewish rabbis, and when the two of them said that, I'm like, wow, well, there's one thing bringing uh, the the Middle East together, and then really the, the COVID-19 QAnon crazy people, like, it's just, it's a cherry on top of the crazy cake, okay? The vaccine doesn't make you gay, and if you think the vaccine will make you gay, you're gay, Okay, so come out of your glass closet, honey. Okay? (laughs) Okay, Lady G, it's time for you to come out. So let's go ahead and move on to something else. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Okay, darling, so I briefly want to talk about a different video game (laughs) called Cyberpunk 2077. Now, um, this is a video game that I have been looking forward to for a long time. It was advertised uh, first back in 2013. Now, it's done by Project Red, a a studio that brought us The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which was an amazing game that I talked about on this podcast when we first started. So good. So I was expecting a lot for Cyberpunk 2077, and what I got was very much a continuation of what The Witcher was. 
a game that was not meant for anyone but white cis males. <laughs> and we'll get into more of that, but um, the game was riddled with issues. The game recently came out after being constantly pushed back numerous times. Um, it was not built for the consoles, purely for the computer, and the last-minute rush to get it ready for the consoles left it riddled with errors to the point that they actually recalled and gave uh, uh, refunds to everyone who bought it from PlayStation Store. And there's actually a class-action lawsuit against them for the issues in this game. Now, they've come out with numerous patches for the computer version to fix these errors, which a lot of them are fixed. But I will tell you that... At the core, the game itself is deeply flawed. The story itself uh, centers in, in the year 2077, a world in which the United States has fallen, and the city of Night City in uh, Central California in between uh, uh, the earthquake-destroyed Los Angeles and San Francisco um, is a mega city um, with six districts, each of them with their own inhabitants and, and styles. Um, and you are a mercenary uh, who you can choose your physical appearance, go out into the world, pick your cybernetic, uh, and then go out and you act as that mercenary, completing tasks and creating your street cred and doing jobs. And then there's an overarching story. Now, all of these cities are run by massive worldwide corporations that, that control everyone and everything. Um, and, and what free people there are are either parts of gangs or nomads roaming the Badlands. They're very much like gypsy caverns of these kind of gypsy communities where they stick to themselves. Um, but, I mean, really, the world's fucked up. I mean, war, both uh, government-based war and corporate war, plagues and, and uh, synthetic <laughs> plagues um, have really destroyed this planet. Famines have left people starving. It's insane. When one of the options that you can get as a food item in the game is real fruit, <laughs> that tells you that uh, most of the shit people are eating isn't real fruit. Here is where my major issue lies. Um, the game itself it leaves a lot to be um, desired when it comes to the customization of it. Most of the biggest customizations to be made to this game have not been done by the game designers themselves, but by modders. Modders are, are make modifications, these files that make changes to the game. Many games allow mods to be placed on them. Skyrim is the perfect example of a mod. Um, anyone who's seen a video of Skyrim where the dragons have been replaced with... <laughs> Um, Thomas the Tank Engine, uh, know that you can mod game. Anyone who's ever watched an inappropriate video of The Sims where two guys are having sex has seen a mod <laughs> built into a game. Um, but mods are a major part of a lot of games. They don't, they don't let you cheat. Well, sometimes they do. I, I won't say that they won't. Some things will make the game easier to play. Sometimes they may make the game better. But these are changes that you can make at a personal level to your game. Problem is, these are changes that shouldn't need to be done by a third party. They should have been done by the designers themselves. Let's go into the character creation thing. Uh, uh, so you can pick your cybernetics. While in game, you can go to a ripper dock who can change out your eyeball or give you a rocket launcher that comes out of your hand, or give you super strength, or give you a new spinal column. 
but there is no place in game to change your hair color or tattoos or anything like that. Really? When you go into the character creation screen, your choices are very segregated into male and female. You have a male voice and a female voice. You have a male body and a female body. And then there are tweaks that you can make to change the physical experience, uh, uh, physical aspects from there. But when you choose a male body, you get male choices for cheeks and lips and eyebrows. When you pick a women's body, you get those choices. The only time there is overlap in that you can have a typical male voice or typical female voice on either character or genitalia. You can have a typical female body with a huge penis or a male body with a vagina or no penis at all, just a smooth lump like a Ken doll. That's not customization. <laughs> That's, once again, people trying to equate genitalia to who a person is. They were very big about trying to say, oh, well, this is, we're giving you options. No, you're not. You're not giving anyone options. Your options are male or female or, or, or nothing. Okay, so if you really wanted to go that extra mile, make the customizations open no matter what body type you pick. And frankly, same height, same build, there's no weight, no height, nothing like that to change the physical aspect of how a person looks. You're either a skinny man or a skinny woman. That's it. If you really wanted to go the extra mile, which modders have done, modders have taken away where when you pick a man, you get male options. And if you pick a man or a woman, you get the physical aspects, the physical jaw lines, the noses of either gender, which allows you to create someone who actually looks like a person. <laughs> so um, I, I'm glad that modders are doing what the designers can't or won't because they're incapable. Um, you pick your tattoos, you pick your hair color, you pick all of this stuff, and you're locked into it for the entirety of the game. Modders have created mods that allow you to change your appearance mid-game, which I, makes sense. I mean, in The Witcher 3, the Witcher's hair continued to grow. You would have to go and have your face shaved and your hair cut, but down the line, your hair would continue to grow. You went to that extra mile for The Witcher, but couldn't do that in this widely anticipated game that you spent eight years developing <laughs> so um kind of amazing it, it's very sad that that you have to have these third parties doing the work for them um if you really wanted to go the extra extent of making it open for people with genders which they have really put it out that there's two genders there's male and there's female it's 2077 you think there's only two genders there's not two genders and it's 2021 now you think in over 50 years, there's not going to be more than two genders? Are you insane? Well, I mean, hey, that's the developer. I mean, you're a developer. You had tons of homophobic content in The Witcher 3, so I can't be surprised that you're just as narrow-minded with Cyberpunk 2077. But luckily, the modders are here to fix your mistakes. So um, continue to do great work. I hope that the the extra content that comes out will hopefully fix these issues down the line. Um, I, I also find it kind of weird that you live in a slum in the poorest area of the city, but you can drive the one of the most expensive cars in the game, a luxury sports car. Like, really? Like, 
you can't let me get an apartment in the rich neighborhood, but you can let me drive a car that people, even people in the rich neighborhood don't have. I can wear whatever clothes I want. Oh, here's where they get fun. If you're, if you're a man, you can still wear bras and uh, uh, bras and skirts. Oh, well, thank you so much. Come on. Like it's, the story is good. The setting is good. The app, the, the, not the application, the, how it was shown out to everyone was piss poor. So um, I really hope that, God forbid, anyone at Project Red is listening to this, <laughs> you've got some work to do. Fix it. Okay, let's move on, guys, and let's do something else, okay? Let's talk a little bit about beauty. I don't have a bumper, I don't have a bumper, I don't have a bumper for what I'm about to say. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, darling, I went a little crazy on Amazon, and I bought a bunch of new products, and I thought I would talk a little bit about some of the beauty regimen uh, that I have. Um, I will say that I used to have this product called Laveau Exfoliating Gel that I was obsessed with. Oh, um, my mother had gotten it as part of a sale at one of the warehouse stores. I think it was Costco, um, in which you got a, for $89, you got the cleanser, the exfoliating gel, their moisturizer um, at this great price. And then obviously when you have used up those and you need more, you get to go to them directly and pay full price. $150 for the exfoliating gel, the moisturizer being almost $100. Like, mm, and <laughs> every time I get sucked into them and their products are so good. So trying to find inexpensive products that will do the same things that leave my skin feeling good. I have very sensitive skin. I, I'm very particular about the products I can put on my face because of my allergies, um, where I have to really be careful about what I put on. My uh, brother, when I first came out here, had recommended a product called Cetaphil um, that has been around for a long time. A lot of people, you probably heard that brand, were like, oh, I know what that is. He had given me some cream. He said, hey, I know you have the really dry uh, legs. Put this on there. And it worked wonders. No allergy issues. The product was great. So I'm like, great. So I decided to try some different products from them. And I ended up buying their um, daily oil-free hydrating lotion uh, for the face. Um, it has hyaluronic acid. <laughs> hyaluronic acid. I don't know what that is and what it does, um, but it's amazing. Um, and I got their hydrating eye gel cream. It's a more delicate version of their facial moisturizer that is specifically for the eye area. Um, and I will say that that is important um, having a good eye cream. Realize I used eye creams since I was 17 because I was terrified of having bags under my eyes. The gay in me was like, no, no, <laughs> not going to have those bags. I mean, it was only in the last like two years that I kind of fell into this weird not caring, like not being very queer. It was really kind of when I f was at my lowest um, that I just didn't care, and I stopped using all those products, and I just said, screw it, and I just used a face wash and a moisturizer, and I could care less about everything else, but getting back into having a good eye cream, you immediately feel the difference. Your eyes just feel smoother, and it's not so dry. You don't have that cracked, dry skin on your face. You're using the right products. You feel better, so um, really great product, really affordable. Go out and check it out. The other thing I uh, started using was a toner, uh, getting myself back into a facial toner. So I got the Thayer's Alcohol uh, Free, 
which hazel facial toner with aloe vera. Now, guys, <laughs> it's a very well-recommended product. But what I wanted you guys to understand is that toner... Uh, witch hazel was not invented by these people. Witch hazel has been used in beauty supplies for over 150 years. Witch hazel as a product itself has been used medicinally for hundreds upon hundreds of years. Witch hazel <laughs> is very well used. Um, for the terms of your skin, it does work wonders. Um, it does make your skin feel a lot better. Toner help addresses the pH in your skin, getting yourself back to even keel. When you wash, you throw your pH off. The toner actually helps to restore it to where it should be. Guys, I mean, it's it's good for your face and everyone should be using a tonal toner. Something like Witch Hazel works great. This one being filled with aloe vera um, and the fact that it is alcohol free because some Witch Hazels do uh, uh, put alcohol in it to help it dry faster. Um, the aloe vera keeps it soothing. It's very smoothing on the skin. It feels wonderful. So <laughs> love it a lot. Um, and the and the generic version, the product that I found to to kind of imitate the crazy exfoliating cream, and it actually did the exact same thing, and it worked just as well. Was called Bosha, a B O S C I A exfoliating peel gel. It's a vegan, cruelty free product. Um, absolutely worth the price. It's $28 for a five fluid ounce container. It says it's for daily use. I would never use a product like this daily. It's very heavy on the skin. Uh, I'd be worried about um, how raw my skin would feel if I used it daily. But something weekly, every couple of days, um, definitely. <laughs> um, I've only had it for about a week now and I'm really, really liking it. I gave myself a... I used all of these products and I... <laughs> I used all of these products as long with my Aveeno face wash, um, which it took me a long time to find a face wash that I could use and I didn't have any problems with. And Aveeno has been wonderful. Um, and then I had like some pore strips and I had a cleansing mask. <laughs> so I, I went a little crazy this weekend giving myself a whole beauty thing. Um, and I feel better. There are those moments when you take care of yourself that you just feel better. <laughs> um, uh, other than that, I also went on a little bit crazy. I bought a couple of things for myself. Um, the, the biggest thing that I needed is I needed a new CPAP mask because my old one was ripping. And immediately I slept better last night than I have in weeks since I discovered the rip in it. And I was just lazy and didn't get a new one. So went a little crazy, um, but I just feel better. So, I mean, check out any of those products. You've got the Bosha Exfoliating Peel Gel. Um, if you're if you're looking for a good moisturizer, uh, a body cream, um, Cetaphil's moisturizing cream is great. Um, they're uh, the Thayer's alcohol-free witch hazel facial toner with aloe vera um, has been so far a wonderful product, and Cetaphil's daily oil hydrating lotion and eye cream. Um, if you are interested in those, check them out. If not, find your own products. But I um, strongly recommend look for a moisturizer, look for a toner, look for an eye cream. Darlings, you, you don't want to turn 40 with those bags. Um, and I am pretty happy about the fact that I don't really have any bags under my eyes. So, darlings, let's move on and talk a little bit about WoW before wrapping everything up. Okay? She's probably playing WoW or something. <laughs> Job's done. Me not that kind of orc. Okay, darlings, let's move right into the next patch in the World of Warcraft called the Gates of Ankiraj. 
The great desert fortress of Ankaraj, long sealed behind the scarab wall, was home to the insectoid Kiraji, a savage race that had once mounted an assault to devastate the continent of Kalimdor. But something far more sinister lurks behind Ankaraj's walls. The old god Cthun, an ancient entity whose pervasive evil has suffused Azeroth since time immemorial. As Cthun incited the Karaji to a frenzy, both the Alliance and the Horde prepare for a massive war effort. A mixed force of Alliance and Horde soldiers, dubbed the Might of Kalimdor, open the gates of Ankaraj under the command of the old Verok Sourfang. The heroes lay siege to the ruins of the Temple of Ankaraj and vanquish Cthun. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of heroic. <laughs> Let's deep dive into this, darlings. Okay, so we've got to do a bit, little bit of a deep dive here to really explain, to give you guys some context to this place that we are. So, Azeroth itself, <laughs> and here we go, going way back to the beginning. Azeroth itself, within its core, sleeps a slumbering world soul. This is a nascent spirit of a titan. We talked about titans before. Titans are creatures of order from the cosmology chart. Azeroth has at her core a titan spirit, and she is capable of becoming a titan. Now, before the titans found her, she, because she exists with this soul within her, is filled with so much uh, soul energy... She is covered with physical manifestation of the elements, this kind of chaotic surface where, where the four elements in their physical forms fight each other constantly for control over the land. And that's when the Void finds them. And the Void's great purpose is to find one of these nascent souls and to corrupt it and bring it and make it a dark entity of the void. So they launch old gods, these tumors, that will land upon the surface of the planet and begin to burrow into it, corrupting everything they touch. The four gods, uh, old gods, that are launched at the surface of Azeroth are Yasharj, Cthun, Yagsaran, and Nazoth. They battle with the elements, eventually subduing them and bringing them into their will. And from the essence of these four old gods, two distinct species emerge. One of them, the Onkir. And the other, I'm going to say it wrong, Nahraki, or the Faceless Ones. Let's just call them the Faceless Ones. So they existed on Azeroth, creating their Black Empire, slowly corrupting the planet until the Titans arrive. And from the Titans, they realize, oh shit, this is a world soul. It's covered with old gods. We've got to come down and order the world. They green their constructs there, or both stone and uh, metal constructs to do battle against the old gods uh, and their forces of Ankir and Faceless Ones. Ultimately, the battle 
is won by the Titans. And one of the Titans literally reaches its massive hand onto the surface of Azeroth and rips from the surface the old god Yasharj, ripping it out, leaving a gaping wound in the side of the planet. That gaping wound would become the magical fount known as the Well of Eternity. The damage done to the planet from the ripping out of this old god made them realize that the other three old gods could not simply be destroyed in the same manner. They would need to be locked away. And it is in that point that Ankaraj was created. Ankaraj is the prison to contain the old god Cthun. So the Titans come, they order the world, they destroy what they can destroy of the old empires of the old gods, and then they leave. <laughs> and um, from the essence of the Well of Eternity, a new race of trolls exists and comes into form and becomes the dominant lifeforms on Earth. Now, the Ankir that had been uh, not completely destroyed by the old gods and by the uh, titans and their constructs, um, have their small kingdoms being divided up by the troll empires that are merging. They veer south, a group of them veer south, and they find this ancient Ankaraj, and they name themselves the Karahi, and they go into a state of slumber, hiding from the trolls and quietly growing in numbers. After the fall of the troll empires and the rise of the night elves, and the night elves begin to expand their empire, they find the ruined city and the Karashian side, stirring them to wake and starting what would be called the War of the Shifting Sands. Raging for several long, agonizing months, the night elves were always on the defensive, always outnumbered, and always being driven back by this massive Karashi fleet fleet <laughs> swarm uh, whatever you call a large group of bugs because of the proximity uh, from Ankaraj to uh, an area um, for the bronze dragonflight called the caverns of time um, the night elves reached out to the bronze dragons and asked for help the bronze dragons, one of the empowered dragons from the titans, they had their home in the desert, and the bronze dragons were the keepers of time, the caverns of time being their home where they watch over the timelines to make sure they are not manipulated. Seeing this swarm of Karaji as a threat against their caverns, they work with the night elves on a desperate plan. They would erect a barrier around the Ankaraj, and this barrier would confine them until a hopefully uh, a better plan could come and be devised to destroy them in full. Now that was thousands of years ago. So come to World of Warcraft time, Cthulhu has awoken. Even within his prison, he is still able to put his plans into motion, thus empowering these Karaji and stirring them into action once again against their foes, the Night Elves, that lock them behind what would be known as the Scarab Wall. In-game, ultimately, 
there was a whole mission to prepare for this coming battle against the Karaji and to build uh, the mallet that would allow for the hitting of the gong that would open up the scarab wall. Um, on the opening up the wall and the able to enter, um, the uh, Karaji attacked all over Azeroth, summoning resonating crystals that would cause the bugs to spawn there, becoming a worldwide event. It was not until uh, adventurers fought into the city, to the very heart of, the, of this encourage which contained the imprisoned Cthulhu, the heroes of Azeroth would vanquish this ancient foe, and that ended this, I wouldn't call it a war, I would say this campaign, this skirmish, uh, this brief <laughs> conflict. Uh, so darlings, I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. Um, there was another patch in the game after this that had its own story, but that story is long and involved. We're going to skip over that and we're going to move directly into the first major update, the first major expansion into the game, and that would be called the burning crusade and that is when we finally get to lay eyes on the orc homeworld of draenor or what's left of it so darlings i'm going to go ahead and leave it there and i hope all of you have a great week i will be back next week and we will continue to explore the craziness of this dull covid life kisses darlings Mwah. bye Okay, with the program, me has no one is so rich as to throw away a friend, you know how. Well, thank you so much, Chi Chi. You are exactly right, my friends and darlings. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Donna Sugar Show. You can download these episodes anywhere you can find podcasts online. And, darlings, I love to hear from you, so give me a call at 716 236 8599. Leave me a voicemail, me at donnasugars.com, or find me online at Twitter and Instagram at donnasugars and on Facebook at the Donna Sugar Show Facebook page. Or check me out on Tumblr at donnasugars.tumblr.com. Tumblr, that amazing place where physical beauty was enjoyed by all in all of its splendor. And thanks to Prudes, now all you can see are pet memes and funny text exchanges between moms and kids. And me, holding out that someday the dicks might return. That's tumblr.com. Kisses, darlings. Bye. And if you enjoyed this background music, check it out on Audio Library on YouTube. Just search Friendship by Declan DP. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.